The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, January 29th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to one-on-one with Poppy Chulo, fan-favorite gay porn sensation, the Prince Charming of porn, Crave Moore. Welcome to the show, Crave. Oh, thank you. How are you? You're welcome. I'm pretty good, man. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Just laid back. That's great to hear. I'm very excited to have you on. You've been on some of our other programming on the station, but this is my first time to actually chat with you one-on-one, get in-depth into your career and in the industry thus far, which has, I mean, for lack of a better word, skyrocketed to obscene heights. Yeah, it was a little, um, I'm still a little shocked at that, but I guess you can say it, yeah. Well, that's a good thing. It's nice to know that Crave is still humble. <laughs> Yeah, man. So let's dive into the interview, and I want to get some of your stats out of the way because I'm sure the majority of our listeners and your fans, you know, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. They only see you on their TV, computer, mobile devices, and the scenes that you've done. So let's get to know some of your stats. First up, what's your height and weight? I am 5'9. I'm currently 177. Okay, cool. What's your zodiac sign? Capricorn, four blooded, twelve twenty-eight. Okay, happy belated. Thank you. You're welcome. What's your ethnicity? I'm African American, black. Okay, and how old are you? Twenty-eight now. Okay, that's what's up, man. So, to start off the interview, I want to get to know a bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? Originally from North Carolina. Okay. Currently been in New York now for five years. Very cool. So can you share with the listeners a bit about what life was like for you growing up? What were you like as a child, as an adolescent? What was, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Crave More like before he was Crave More? Okay. Well, I was, I guess I'm the oldest out of three. Um, I grew up as almost like that father figure. Um, um, I was the good little boy. Played sports growing up, baseball, football, um, was into the arts. So I did a lot of after school activities within the arts, dancing, um, play saxophone. Um, also sung in the, go- the gospel choir at church. Really? Yeah. Crave's got some pipes, and I'm not, that's not a double entendre. <laughs> 
in many ways. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, but growing up was pretty much, I mean, I had that, I can't say I had a bad life, but I wasn't, you know, wasn't struggling, struggling, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but also a very country life, you know, the same time still trying to find out, you know, figure out my sexuality um, and understanding that at the same time being, you know, beat down that it was not right to be gay. Um, so I went, struggled with that, but I pretty much had an easy childhood growing up as a good boy. Okay. That's what's up. At some point, we're gonna have to get you to sing on one of these shows. Maybe when, maybe when we get you back on reality, so that Carl can witness it. Okay, well, you have to at least give me a two months like notice. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Uh, we'll, we'll let Carl know. Carl, Carl Anthony, the our fantastic reality co-host, who also, who's also behind I Am Design, which uh, Crave is a part of. So we'll let him know, and then we'll make that happen, because we need to hear Crave sing. Okay, we'll let him know in advance. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so speaking about sexuality, when did you first realize your attraction to men? When did you first realize you were gay? Oh, wow. Um, I'll have to say I was about five, five years old. Um, it was with my next-door next neighbor, and it was... Oh, no, I can't say I really had an attraction. To, well, I was attracted towards everybody. I can put it like that. But I remember he had the most gorgeous chestnut brown eyes um, and red hair. It's like a light-skinned dude with red hair. Um, and that turned me on. I was at, That was at five. <laughs> well, there you go. So, uh, obviously, as you mentioned, you were struggling with your sexuality and, and being from the South, I mean, that's understandable. And uh, being that, that you were in the church, I mean, that's even more understandable. So, when did you have that moment or have you had, I mean, did you have that moment where you had sort of like, I guess what's considered to be like the stereotypical, uh, coming out moment. Did you have a moment like that in your life? Um, I guess I started really coming out when I was in high school. Um, I started to feel more comfortable um, with everything that was going on around me. Um, I had people who were out, out who were openly, you know, gay in school. Um, which allowed me to be a little more comfortable. Um, my girlfriend in high school actually knew that I was, at that point in time, I was considering myself bisexual around my senior year in high school. Um, and my girlfriend knew at that point in time, and I was battling back and forth. But my actual out, I'm out, came out in college. After my mm -hmm. first semester in college, I sat down. I actually know, it's my second year of college. After the first semester, I sat down and told my mom, and that was the official, I'm out. Okay. Interesting. So Crave knows how to eat ass, and he also knows how to eat pussy. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's I'm a good skill to have. To, not allowed to eat pussy. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> but some ass, I'll chow down on some ass. All right, now. <laughs> so what was... The reaction to your coming out was it a positive reaction was it a negative reaction how, how did that it was a it was a positive positive reaction okay um because me and my mom my mom's my best friend and i think i've told i've said this before in past interviews that you know she's my best friend 
that's my go-to all the time and always will be. And after my first, I, I had sex with the guy my first time and during that first semester of college. And after that, my mom and I's relationship kind of went downhill. We didn't talk as much. Um, I was kind of standoffish, still at that point, trying to figure out how I was gonna tell her, you know, that I was gay and her being my best friend, how would she take it? Um, so my second year in college, I actually moved in with my boyfriend, my actually first first guy I dated. We moved in together. And he came home, I took him home as a friend um, to meet my family um, and hang out with him for a weekend. And that was the weekend she sat me down and she asked me, she was like, is that your, what kind of friend is he? You know, is that your boyfriend? You can tell me. And that's when I just came out to her. But up until then, um, it was difficult to tell her. But afterwards she was like, you feel better now? I said, yeah. She said, so we good? We back to how we used to be? I said, yeah, we good. <laughs> so it's positive. She's a great support. Okay, that's good to hear. That's very nice to hear. And shout out to, to the Redbone Redhead. I mean, you could have had Crave more. Yeah. Wherever the heck you are. His name was Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Well, Crave's not looking for you right now. I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, but if you want to do a scene, look him up. Yeah, look me up. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share with the listeners what you were doing with your life prior to entering the gay adult industry? Well, like I said, I had moved to um, I moved to New York the end of '09. Um, so this Christmas actually made five years. Um, I didn't start pouring until about a year and a half ago. So the time before that, I was up and down with pretty much in retail um, as a makeup artist. I was on a national makeup artistry team um, with the um, with the a makeup cosmetic company. Um, so that's pretty much what I was doing full time before I started the industry. Um, then once I started in the industry, I cut back with working. Uh, so I'm working full time. I'm well part time now. Okay. So how long total have you been in the adult industry? Ooh, a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay. When's the two year anniversary? July. Ooh, July the fifteenth. I want to say. Okay. Cool. Was whenever I did my the actual shooting on set. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what was it about porn that attracted you to it? Was it something that you had always wanted to try? Was it something that, you know, you had been a fan of and, and you knew that eventually at some point you wanted to try it out? Or was it the type of situation where it just, you know, basically fell into your lap? You know, how, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is was there always an interest in taking part in the adult industry? Taking part? No. Um, well, I can't say taking part because, you know, even me growing up watching porn, I, already, I was always into porn. I loved watching it. Um, I think also like anyone, when you're watching porn, you're fantasizing about being inside that screen doing what they're doing on film um, if porn arouses you. So I think it's always been a part of me, um, but when I was approached, actually by Dog Pound, it was a split decision. It lasted just a split decision to say, "Go ahead and do it." Mm -hmm. So it was nothing I had been thinking about. But... Okay. And how did they approach you? Did they see you online? Was it out in person, like at the clubs or something? 
Yeah, they had saw me online. One of their their recruiters had saw me online, saw me online, and he had approached me, and you know, he exchanged a few words, and it came about to you know, well, I work for this company. I mean, would you be interested? And I was like, yeah. So we exchanged information and we discussed details on it. From there, it's a pretty smooth experience. Okay. So what was that first day like on a porn set for you? Were you nervous, scared, excited, a mixture of all of the above? Uh, what was going on in your head? There's a lot of things. Um, first of all, I was excited. Um, I was ready for the opportunity. Um, but at the same time, I was really nervous because I told myself if I, if I was going to say yes to this and I was going to do do this... <laughs> I needed to do it correctly in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. Did you um, go in initially thinking that this was like maybe like one and done, or did you actually see yourself trying to go full bore into a career in this? I could see myself going into a career with it because I mm-hmm. said it out. I wouldn't. I wasn't going to just do it this this one time. I wasn't going to do it every now and again, you know, just for the money or anything like that. It was if you're going to do this, you need to do it. Um, you need to go ahead and just do it all out do it out so i went into it knowing that you know this isn't going to be the last one and it wasn't (laughs) all right now so what was it like on sets i mean had you filmed yourself having sex before were you comfortable in front of the cameras were there a lot of people around watching did that excite you did that freak you out i had recorded myself in in the past why am I not surprised? <laughs> I, I I had. Um, and I enjoyed that. Um, but my first time on set, I was a little nervous with the with the cameraman, the light, the light guy. Um, on set, it was just a lot. I like to have sex with the lights dim, um, not with the lights directly on you. <laughs> Turn the lights down low. Exactly, exactly. Um, but now it actually... It, I get off to it a little bit with people recording and the the lights. It actually turns me on now. Mm-hmm. You've developed a bit of an exhibitionist streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, now. Okay, <laughs> the name Crave More. I love your poor name. I think you picked a fantastic porn name thank you i think it's it's really good you did a really good job so my question for you and this is a question that i love asking people is uh, how did you come up with your porn name because i'm a big believer in you've got to pick the right name you got to pick a name that's catchy you got to pick a name that's memorable you got to pick a name that uh, people can associate with you and your brand and what you're trying to build and i think you picked a great one i mean there i mean it's crave more and how is that not fantastic? And how did no one ever think of it before? So how did you come up with your name? Um, well, my name was actually, I was a go-go dancer before I started porn. And um, me and the promoter I was working for at the time, we were trying to come up with a stage name. Um, so we came up with Crave. Went through a whole list of names and then Crave popped up. And said, so, okay, I can do Crave. Um, it wasn't until six months after I started started the industry started in the industry um that i tagged on the the last name more traditional last name more <laughs> there's a little tagline but yeah yeah and it works well i think it's sex i think we all agree yeah <laughs> it's a great name uh, 
What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Oh. <laughs> what do I love more? Well, if you want to put it in your in your terminology, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is, oh goodness, I think just the, I don't know, being able, it's almost like a fantasy world in a, in a sense, um, mm -hmm. it's really like just growing up, you know, watching porn and, and always like, oh gosh, who is this guy and what else has he been in, you know, and trying to look online, trying to find other scenes that this, this guy I'm looking at online and doing porn now that it's it's like people are doing that to me and it's almost like a whole it's like are you serious <laughs> kind of situation um so i guess it's just like being in your being being in a fantasy that now you have no control over that's what i love more <laughs> you've been in the business for a year and a half mm -hmm. so you've been on a lot of sets you've done a lot of different types of productions when you're on set, what turns you on the most? And the flip side of that, what turns you off the most? Well, I guess what turns me off the most is being with, I don't wanna be coast, um, I don't wanna have a co-star that is, you know, that if I'm, if I'm, if I'm fucking that can't take dick, um, that does bother me. It's a turn off. Um, what turns me on, and also a turn off is is the cameraman and the lighting guy talking. That is a turn off. It's like a, <laughs> but turns me on. Turns me on. Oof. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't have a turn on. Turn on. I don't know. I tend to make sex work for me. All um, right now. <laughs> so I have really, I don't know. I'm starting to like my nipples played with more. So that's a kind of a turn on for me on set. Um, mm -hmm. Or anyone that can, I don't know, good head game maybe. All yeah. right now. You like a head doctor. I do. Are you a head doctor? I am. <laughs> You got certification and everything, right? I'm certified, so I know what a, a head doctor, you know, what it takes. Okay. That, like a good one. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, listeners, when you watch Crave Scene, it's not only titillating, but it's also educational. Yes, you better have to watch and take detail, have to take notes. Exactly. <laughs> little little notepad and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to break a porn scene down with you. So uh, let's start off at the beginning, or at least the beginning of most scenes. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Ugh, enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. Don't be greedy and say both. I'm not going to say both. I don't, it, <laughs> you know, it really it depends. It depends on who I'm doing a scene with. Um... Goodness gracious. I don't know. Honestly, that'd be mean if I say that. I don't know. I really haven't had any good receiving oral. I haven't okay. had any good. That's not mean. It's, it's honest. 
Okay, I haven't had any real like amazing or oral done on me okay. in a scene. I can't say. I think was anyone that? that has seen your scenes, I mean, know that knows that you're large. So I, I guess a lot of teeth are involved. Yeah, well, not so much teeth. Well, like I like I like to get my ass eaten and my dick sucked, but it's not satisfying if it's not good. So I can't. I guess I enjoy receiving more. But I mean, giving. Yeah. Okay. In a scene, <laughs> rimming, which do you enjoy most, giving or receiving? Well, I guess giving. <laughs> okay, you like to eat ass as opposed to getting yours ate? In a scene, yeah, because that really hasn't happened to me much. Oh, okay. Yeah, most of the good stuff happens off camera in oh, my yeah. bedroom. So. Bam. It literally. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to say that, but it just, <laughs> it lined up. <laughs> in a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? I prefer flipping. Okay. The best of both worlds. Yeah. As R. Kelly would say. I like to, yeah, I like, to, I like to give every one of you of me all around. <laughs> all right. All yeah. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does that differ from your favorite position off camera? Um, I would say on camera, I preferred when I'm getting fucked on my back. Um, and fucking um, doggy style, preferably on okay. camera. And off camera too. Okay. Off camera. Oh, well, it's different. It's different. I pre- shit. Oh no. Um. Well, fucking. I like it. I love doggy style. Yeah, I do love. I mean, even at home, I love doggy style. And missionary is always sexy to me. I love missionary. It's very and intimate. Then, yeah, but and when I'm getting fucked, I prefer to ride at home. I love riding. Okay. You're a good cowboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a bucking bronco. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten thrown off a couple times. <laughs> okay. When it hits that spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Crave. And, of course, how a scene ends. In a scene, as a top, where's your favorite place to shoot your load? And as a bottom... Where's your favorite place to take a load? Um, I prefer to shoot my load on their chest or on their face or on their dick. Either one of those three. Well, yeah. I guess out of all of them, the number one place would be their face. And to have one, I prefer on my dick. Okay. Did you get that? Yeah. Okay. For those out there that are tuning in, and let's say someone is tuning in and this is the first time that they've ever heard of Crave Moore. How unfortunate for them. But can you please describe for them your fuck style for someone who has never seen one of your scenes? 
my fuck style. I tend to be um, aggressively passionate. Yeah. I guess I, that's how I could have to describe that. I'm very passionate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Passionate and aggressive. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, throughout the year and a half that you've been in the business, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? I mean, you've churned out phenomenal scenes. Like, I don't think there's a bad Cravemore scene out there. You've, you've had scenes with people like Tice Jacks, Jen Powers, Red, Kieran Dukin, uh, Giovanni. Who have been some of your favorites, though, to work with? Mm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Some of my favorites, favorites. Well, I've enjoyed working with all of them, actually. Um, I can't say I've had any bad experiences with any of them. Um, sex was always pretty good. Hmm. Let's see. Um, wow. Well, I would have to say, I guess the best person as far as I've, anyone I've worked with would have to be Bam Bam um, because he has me locked up now. I already threw I've, away the key. Exactly, and threw away the key. So he caught me. Would have to say Rio. Um, Rio was the first person I did a scene with, so um, that will all be always be like that, the starter. Um, and he was pretty cool. Um, so I enjoyed working with him. Um, enjoy working with Giovanni. Um, who else? I'm sure working with everyone. Excel, because that was the first time someone actually could take my dick on screen, on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I say those are my tops. Okay, good choices. I, I hear a lot of people uh, typing and Googling right now trying to catch up on some of those scenes yeah you can find them (laughs) yeah who have you not worked with that you'd like to do a scene with are there any performers out there that you haven't worked with yet in the year and a half that you've been in the business that you're looking forward to or would like to work with in the near future um can't really say. I don't have a list of people to say. You caught me off guard with that. Good. <laughs> Let's see. Like maybe, is there anyone, I know that you're very active on Twitter. Is there anyone that some of your Twitter followers have suggested and be like, oh, you know, you really need to do a scene with this person. And, you know. Most of the time is do a scene with them. Um, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> but no, um, Robert, I would like to see um, Robert Axel see how we would work together. Okay. Um. 
Oof. Who else? I don't know. I'm always up for. I don't know. I'm always up for. As long as it's a good scene, I don't really have. I'm not picky, picky, but I don't have anyone in mind really. Okay. Well, Robert Axel. I mean, that, that's he a good choice. Oh my! Um. So I think it could be a good scene. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you watch your own scenes? Is that something that you try to do, or are you one of the types of uh, people that tries to stay away from watching their own scenes? Um, I will. I have watched a couple of scenes, and I will watch them if I can. Um, not once or twice. More so with critiques. <laughs> I, I do critique myself often, but I'll watch a scene. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? Oh, wow. It was like 11. 11, 12. Maybe before... Well, actually, before that. Maybe about 9. 9. Yeah, about 9, 10. Yeah. You were hooked ever since. Exactly. (laughs) For the most... Wait, what'd you say? Oh, addicted. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the most part, throughout your career, you've been on what's considered the urban side of the gay adult industry. Do you at all see yourself uh, trying to cross over to the mainstream side and working with some of uh, you know the other companies that I guess they would be considered more so like the the white companies for lack of a better word in the business is that something that you would like to do or are you comfortable being sort of a star in the urban industry side of the industry the urban niche of course i would love to um um, move on towards the mainstream side of the industry um something i'm actually i mean i'm working on it at the moment actually so something i'm pushing towards okay that's good to hear. I could see Crave more in a Falcon Raging Stallion uh, hothouse production. <laughs> exactly. How did you link up with I Am Design? Because I Am Design is uh, the company that uh, manages you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually, they actually approached me um, with an offer, you know, to manage me. Um, How long had you been in the industry at that time? I've been in the industry approximately nine, nine months. Okay, so they approached you about nine months into you being in the business? Yes. About nine months. Cool. How important do you think management is uh, for a porn performer? For those that are listening right now, that are tuning in and maybe want to join the industry and, and want to be the next Crave More, how important is having a management team behind you, would you say? Uh, if you want to progress um, professionally in the industry, um, the manager is going to be the, the go-to for you. Um, it has been a great experience having a manager. I think it's very important. Um, if you if you want to take it to that next level, um, if you want to make sure you're doing things correctly, you're not getting into any 
any binds or contracts that you know you're really not up to um that's when manager really comes in handy um yeah so i think that's that's one thing at the top of the list if that's something if it's something you're inter if you're really serious about doing porn get a manager <laughs> i like that answer what is the funniest thing that's ever happened to you on a porn set Funniest? Mm-hmm. Has anything funny ever happened to you <laughs> on a set? Um. <laughs> no. No, nothing. You haven't fallen off a chair? No. Fallen off the bed? No. <laughs> I'm trying to think in my head of anything. Nothing's... Nothing extremely funny has happened. Okay, what about embarrassing? Any embarrassing moments on set? No. <laughs> oh, crazy. Well, I can say, I guess it was kind of, well, there was a scene, I guess it was uncomfortable, but also funny, because it couldn't hold my balance. Um, it was a scene I did with Ush, Usher, Rich Banks, and... We were we were fucking on a stool, this little ass stool, and I was laying on my back on the stool. Um, anyone my size should not be fucking on a stool that small. It was, I guess that was only funny. That was the only funny time. That's funny experience I've had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's not really <laughs> funny, but it I'll was, take it. It wasn't, but <laughs> I don't know. A lot of I don't know. A lot of funny things that happen on set are like side comments that are like done during the scene between you and the camera guy oh okay a lot of key key moments yeah 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 <laughs> what's the craziest thing that you've ever had to do in a scene i haven't done any crazy anything crazy okay nothing that you would define as like whoa i can't believe i did that no. Okay. No. Not yet. Look, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's to come. That's to come. Yes. Your latest scene has certainly gotten a lot of buzz. The most recent scene that's dropped that you uh, star in uh, is uh, your threesome with uh, Giovanni and newcomer Fantasy for Dog Pound USA. Can you share with us a little bit on, uh, on a little bit about that scene, what that was like? I mean, you sort of, you did probably a position that uh, probably you enjoyed since you, you enjoy flip-flopping and you were in the middle of uh, a penetrative threesome. So you were in the middle, you know, you were topping and then you were also bottoming at the same time for Giovanni. So you were topping fantasy while Giovanni was penetrating you. So... What was that experience like for you? It was actually, it took me back to the first threesome I ever had. Oh my. Exactly. Um, and this is the first time this has happened since then. So, <laughs> it, um, ooh. Crave has lived. Yeah. That was like my first, that, yeah, so this, yeah, it hasn't happened since my first threesome. So that was actually, I'd say, the my most exciting my most exciting scene that I've done. Okay. 
um, for that moment alone, just because it took me back to that point in my life when I had my first threesome. That's what's up. And um, for those out there that are tuning in that maybe have never had the chance to experience something like that, how did it feel for you? Was it exciting? Was it, you know, was was it everything it lived up to? If you can, if you can nut while you're in a position like that, it is like the best nut. Because the first time I did it um, off camera, I was riding, I was straddled up, and then the third guy was straddled up across me. So it was like, yeah, I was being rode while riding. It was like the best nut ever. The best nut. And Craig knows (laughs) from experience. Yeah, twice. Well, I didn't get the nut that last time, but yeah. (laughs) Almost. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. But Giovanni did say that that was his first time nutting on camera without having to pull out and jack off. Okay. So, I think it was, it was hot for everybody in the scene. All right. You got that good good. Yeah, I guess I've been told that. <laughs> you don't even have to touch it. You just milk it. <laughs> Speaking of milking... Or sort of, kind of. This is the big question of the interview. Emphasis on big. I think you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. This is a question I'm sure all of your hardcore fans are dying to know. How much is Cravemore packing? You want them to answer that? No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure lots are yelling. Lots are yelling at, at the computer right now. It's ten and a half. Ten and a half when it's tied up and strapped up into um, mini cock rings, it can get up to about 11. Yeah, 11 inches. Okay. Is there a length or or a size for the girth? Um, 6.5. It can get up to 6.5. Average, it is at a 5.5 to 6 inches thick. So basically, you've got a billy club. Mm, Yeah. It's a nice size. There's been the time, many times where I've, yeah, I've wished I could fill it. Thinking about getting a um a mold made so I can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Fuck myself with my own dick. There you go. Well, you should get that professionally made so that Gosh. all of your fans can can take you to bed. Yeah, that'd be hot. The crave more dildo. Be in everybody's bedroom. There you go. Who knows? <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners, for your own Crave More Dildo. Yes. When did you first realize that you were packing something special? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm used to it. So it's just, I mean, it's, um, but realizing it, I guess I would say I was in middle school. I was in middle school, going into middle school. And I had just started getting erections. And I was on the school bus. I don't think I've told this story before. Um, but I was on the school bus. And one of the girls was talking about her boyfriend's penis or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God. He made it jump. He made it jump. He made it move. <laughs> so then, of course, she's telling me this. I was like, okay, I can make mine move, too. And I had showed her, and it's just like, oh my gosh. 
That's not what he's got. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, well, "What are you?" She's like, "That's big." So then she wanted to tell the other girls. And at this point, oh my, in time, my neighbor, who was my best friend, she had had an attraction towards me, whatever. And I had showed her. You know, every, in middle school, I don't. Well, I don't. Know, I guess I would say most kids. Well, I know I did. You have your little, you know, your little fling that you mess around with or whatnot. You may not have sex, but you do something. So this was my little fling. I was in what sixth, seventh grade, and that's when she was. She really told me. She said, "Yeah, that's big." Yeah, it was normal to me though. So I don't know. There you go. What's the typical reaction you get when you first whip them out? Wapow! Whoa. That's like normally the reaction. Mm-hmm. Or a, or a laugh. Or damn, or fuck. It's always some type of reaction. Or all of the above. You're all or all of the above, with a smile at the end. It's always a smile at the end, though, or a laugh. Has there been a performer that just couldn't take it? Well, no I'm matter gonna... what position you tried, it, they I'm... just. I'm a, I can't say that because. Even if they couldn't have, they couldn't take it. The video was made for you to, for it to look like they took it <laughs> correctly. Um, so I can't tell you that. I can't tell. I can't tell you that. Well, I'm not asking who. Well, yes, you, you said. Are, is there anyone? There's someone. Yeah. Okay, so there's someone that couldn't <laughs> take it. You could. You could only put like the head in. Yeah. And that's a turnoff for me. I just said it's a turnoff if you can't take dick. So. It, it's not a. It's not always the, a good scene for me. If you can't take my dick, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I go soft. I can't keep it up after that. It's just like, mm mm. You need that mm. hard friction. Exactly. I want you to. And I guess it's also a turn off to a turn on. If if I know you and you're enjoying it, that's a turn on for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not enjoying it if you can't take it is to turn off, so I'd rather not even do it. That makes sense. Something that I think is quite evident in your scenes are the pop shots. I mean, you usually have amazing pop shots. So my question for you is, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent cum shot? Are you the type of person that watches what they eat? You know, I got to make sure I get some protein or I got to make sure I'm abstaining from doing this or or do they just come naturally for you? It comes naturally. It could be because of what I eat. I do kind of stay on a steady, I guess, a steady regiment when it comes to eating. I do very picky about what I eat when it's time to eat. Um, try to be as healthy as possible with that and always have my protein, of course. Um, but... It's normally always a nice pop shot for me, though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because before I got in the industry, well, even before I um, started dating Bam, it was like I would jack off every day. Sometimes at least twice. At least twice a day was minimum. Twice a day was minimum for me. So. Mm-hmm. And you'd always be covering your face. Always. I mean, there were <laughs> shot, there's, there's shots and pictures posted up on Twitter that shows that and um, so it was always a fun-filled night for me. So, 
So it's natural. It's normal. All right now. So we know exactly what's going on late at night at Crave's house. Yeah. Not every night. We don't have sex all the time. But when it's down, it's down. Yeah, I like it. Because I normally save up. I rack up some a good load now. <laughs> okay, because you like making a mess. Yeah. And poor Bam Bam has to take it on the face. Mm, not necessarily. That was one of the top three. <laughs> it was one of the top three. When you're not my partner. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't treat everyone the same. That's true. That makes sense. Hmm. <laughs> So moving away from these types of questions, I, I want to jump into a serious set of questions about some of the issues going on in the adult industry and to transition into the section as the first question I want to ask, does your family know about your career in the gay adult industry? If so, how do they feel about it? Um, yes, everyone knows. I know everyone within my immediate family. Some, um, some of my um, relatives know, as far as my uncle, cousins, um, maybe aunties. You know, people people know, but my main family know. They're supportive. You know, my brother, sister, my father, my mom. Everyone is supportive. Haven't got any, haven't got any slack on it. Well, I can say in the beginning, my brother did give me a lot of slack for doing it. Um, but he's opened up, you know, he's opened up to it and it's not, it's not a big issue. It's not taboo, I should say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Was it something that you let them know from out the gate after you did your first scene or even when you were contemplating joining? Or was it something that yeah. you let them know a little bit later on once you were uh, a bit more uh, in the midst of the business? I would say I, um, before I did it. My mother was the first one to know um, before I asked her how she would feel or, or how would she feel and what she thought about it before I actually did my first scene. Three days before I did my first scene, actually. Um, and came around, I told my sister, when I opened up to my sister and my brother, um, so they knew. Then my father didn't find out until a year. Actually, he found out Christmas. My brother, my father found out this past Christmas, so I didn't tell him right off the bat, um, but he was told through the grapevine because my family member had found out and brought it to his attention. He was the only one I was really worried about as far as how he would feel with me doing it, but he was very comfortable. You know, after we talked about it, he was very comfortable. Um, so it was pretty... It was, it's, it's okay. It's not a big issue. Okay. As a black male performer in the gay adult industry, have you ever felt any racism or discrimination directed at you? No. No. Not yet. And I hope I never have to. Um, but no, I haven't. What is your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry? You know, if it's for you, it's for you. I know a lot of people, I mean, I don't mind watching it. Um, 
but it's we're at this point now where you know if the push for using protection um in your everyday lives is is it's out there everyone's saying it do it do it do it we know it we know it um and it's going to continue to be pushed but when it comes to bareback porn it's, it's something that the model has chosen to do um people still choose to watch it um and people still choose to produce it you know it's it's for it's for a particular type of person so i really don't have anything negative to say about it um but at the same time it's something that i choose not to do okay and i think you've been pretty vocal in previous interviews about not wanting to do bareback correct correct okay yeah. so you don't you don't see yourself ever doing bareback no not okay. unless it no not unless it was my let's not unless it was me recording and producing it okay so if it was your content you would do it uh, yeah with one person <laughs> i wonder who exactly yeah yeah okay interesting okay interesting answer certainly something for the listeners to look forward to potentially mm-hmm yeah there's okay. some things that works but yeah <laughs> sounds like a plan is there a misconception or myth about porn stars that you would like to dispel i can't you know everyone has their opinion on and has different things they say about porn stars you know they're this they're that um there's a lot of negative but also positive things um, there's not one particular, you know, there's not one particular that I would say. But, um, I don't know. There's nothing I really, there's not one thing I would say or try to fix. We're just like everyone else, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people think that aren't, you know, people think that we're, we live different lives. The normal everyday people. Um, but honestly, my life has pretty much stayed the same since I've been in the industry. You know, I have a job. I go to work. I have to eat, drink, and sleep like everyone else. You do? Um, yeah. Um, I have an amazing, you know, I'm also in that fight to, I was in that fight to finding the love of my life. Um Yes, I do want to be in a relationship. I'm not a whore. I'm not out just wanting to sleep with everybody, and that's all I care about. That's not what I'm about. Um, that's all, that's a myth, I guess you can say. Um, I don't know. I'm normal. I like whatever that. you're normal, and whatever you want to say, normal is. I'm normal. <laughs> all right, now that was a good answer. In your opinion, since you've been in the business. For a year and a half and your career has skyrocketed i mean that's something i think everybody can agree on i mean your career has been phenomenal in these uh you know 18 months or whatever you want to count call it in your opinion is there any competition amongst performers in the gay adult industry uh 
I wouldn't. There he is, but I wouldn't. Um, there is, but there isn't. You know, people don't want to say that there's a competition out there or, you know, we're all in it for the same reason, which we are. You know, I'm. But there's people who are out there who are very competitive. Um, I don't look at it as being a competitive sport. <laughs> um, but people take it to some extremes. I'm not one of them, but um, there's people who are. Look at it, it's been very competitive. It's a very competitive sport for some people. All right, now we'll move in away from the serious questions, getting back to questions that are all about Crave. How often do you work out? <laughs> not as often as I need to. Um, but at least lately, it's been I'm gotten down to at least three days a week. Um, it used to be six days a week, but it's gone down to three days a week now. Um, yeah. Okay, so Crave is fat now. No! Oh I'm, God, I'm don't just say teasing. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very subconscious when it comes to my weight. Crave but... went from an eight pack to oh just a pack. I'm sure y'all have seen it already. Oh, um, calm down. I have. I've gotten bigger. Well, I can say because when I first did my first scene, if you go back and look, I did my first scene with Rio. That scene, I was 150 pounds. And now I'm close to 180. So I've gained some weight since my first scene. It looks positive. It looks like positive weight, though. Crave is thicker than a snicker. I'm a little thicker now. There Booty moves a little bit more. <laughs> oh god yeah Crave looks fine whatever <laughs> you know the fans love you I look I look alright he looks alright I'm doing a transformation though <laughs> oh okay I'm a transform yeah that's what Chris Brown said yeah to shave or not to shave that is the question and yes I'm talking about down there but I'm also talking about in general manscaping um I, I, I'm up and down with the shaving part um I do have my days where I really like to be really smooth I shave everything I've gotten to the point now I don't like to shave so there's a little extra hair on my booty now and between my thighs I got hair and Trying to grow a little hair on my chest within the past year, so um, some Are you using miracle up. grow. No, I'm not. No, I'm almost. You know, <laughs> a lot of nut on my chest. Oh, um, okay, that's good fertilizer. <laughs> but no, I don't know what it is. I'm starting to get a lot of more, a lot more hair this past year than oh, I've ever seen. Crave's getting old. So, I'm starting to enjoy it though. I'm starting to enjoy okay. It. But in the summertime, I do like, I do shave. I think it's very important to kind of stay smooth in the summer. Mm -hmm. Your but in legs the fall, are out. Crave turns yeah. into a bear. Yeah, and I like a little nude beach once in a while. Can't be all bushy and stuff on the beach. So, summertime is, yeah, I go smooth in the summer. Okay, smooth in the summer, and then Crave turns into a bear in the fall. A mini bear. I'm not. I'm not there yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Woo, I don't know, the sexiest part of my body. I guess you say my my lips. I've been told my lips. You got some DSLs. My lips, yeah. <laughs> you see my videos. <laughs> All right now. Yeah, you see my videos. So yeah, but my lips, they've lightened up now too. They're back to the normal color. I've been laid off the, I laid off the weed for a while, so. Okay. <laughs> They're nice and pink. It's all the cum also. That helps lighten them up. Well, you know what? I haven't I haven't had much of that on my lips lately. Oh, okay. It's been a while. The fans want you to change that. <laughs> it's been a while. And on the flip side, what part of your body do you like the least and why? Um... God, you can't ask me questions like that. Yes, I can. I just told you. Well, cause I. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's a lot of things. There's a lot of things I would change, so I don't. Oh gosh, don't get all little Kim on us. Exactly. See, that's why you should. You can't ask me questions like that. <laughs> we can't have Craymore looking like Asian Barbie. Right. Well. <sighs> if I could. <laughs> no, but my body is fine. I really don't have anything. I, I mean, I'm happy with my body. Okay. I would like to, you know, tighten up, tone up. I would change that. But that's in the progress. I'm in, I'm, that's in the progress right now. I'm okay. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. I've been in, like, since I've been in this serious, serious part of our relationship... Um, I haven't been working out as much. I've been eating off. I've been eating horribly. You've been eating. You've been eating. Mm, well, yeah. I'm about to go eat after this. This um, <laughs> this interview. And drink some <laughs> of that watermelon. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of watermelon to eat. There you go. <laughs> Juicy. Well, speaking of, you actually, that was the best segue ever because we actually want to talk a little bit about your relationship. So, obviously, I mean, you mentioned it earlier in the interview, you are in a relationship with fellow gay porn performer, Bam Bam. Mm -hmm. You've been in the business for a year and a half. Uh, how long have you been in the relationship? Ooh, it's going on officially, officially six months. Okay. How did you two meet? We've, well, actually, we met on Twitter. That's where we first made interaction was on Twitter. Was um, it instantly flirtatious? Um, I wouldn't, no, it was honestly, in the beginning, it was about business. It was honestly about business. It's all about, it's all about them checks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, I had made some in inquiries, and I looked through, you know, some pictures, some photos of him, and... I like to do my my research, and um, it's like oh he's he's interesting. I never see myself dating him, but he was interesting. And at this point in time, I wasn't looking. I actually was not looking for a relationship at all. Um, and we chit we chit chatted for a minute, um, for a few months actually, before we officially met. 
and we met it's been every day with him so very nice i love romance so that, that was a sweet story yeah it's the um it's the closest thing i've ever had to what i've dreamed of so he's like my dream guy oh so was it uh when you met in person was the chemistry instantly there? Did you guys, was that first time you, that you met business or was that first time that you met in person romance? Did you guys go out on a date? We did the date after <laughs> the work. <laughs> so the first time we met was actually for work. We met in person and it was very, um, I could see I could see that there was really something there I liked or could like or it was something there um, during our time on the clock. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then afterwards we end up having a little time together and out to eat, time to talk, really really engage in conversation more. So in person. Okay, so a scene first, and then a nice getting to know you, and everything else later. Yeah. Do you find it at all difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the business? Because, I mean, you guys are, I would say, pretty public about your relationship. You guys sort of tweet each other and all these, like, cutesy romantical messages and pictures and all that stuff, so your fans obviously know that you guys are together, and I'm sure you probably get a mixture of good tweets and, and bad tweets and dramatic tweets from, you know, haters and all that stuff. So, as a performer in the business, you know, how difficult is it to try to sort of maintain a bit of privacy and, uh, you know, uh, just uh, maintaining a relationship in general while working in the business and in the eye of, uh, in the public eye of the fans? It's not, it's actually not hard. Um, I'll say in the fan base, we haven't got really, we haven't got any bad, well, I haven't received any bad insight on a relationship okay well, that's um, good which is good so we're at that point where we haven't had that yet <laughs> not saying it won't happen but never know um but i think i think it's something positive for our fans to see also um it kind of it, it almost gives back to what i was saying before i'm normal um i'm just like you which is I think I'm at a point now where the, the fans can say, you know what, yeah, I can see him being like myself or I can see him being my friend or I can see him being, you know, more than just the person I, I watch on online fucking. Um, so I don't, you know, I think that's a positive, a positive thing for them to see as far as our romance. Um, but we don't give, we don't show them everything. I think the first time we actually <laughs> posted up anything anything intimate would I could say was last weekend while we were in DC this past weekend. I had gotten a fortune cookie that said there is a cake waiting for you. And um and it was funny because he was laying on the bed beside me in his underwear. So I said, okay, this is a great time for a photo op. And it was his cakes in my hands and my fortune cookie. <laughs> All right now.
Yeah. But we keep our lives, our lives are pretty much private outside of that. Um, I would say making friends, though, now is a little um, iffy because we have been in situations where we've been, I guess you can call it tried or say tried. We've been tried by some people um, thinking that we're open to different sexual acts or. Oh, okay. They wanted um, to get down with the couple. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It ain't that kind of party. Yeah, so it's kind of hard for us at this point to um, welcome, you know, people within our circle or, yeah, within our circle as friendships and things like that. Because we've seen where people have alternative motives. Mm-hmm. See, that's what happens when you start making your dick jump on the bus. Well, <laughs> I'm just teasing. In your personal life, what is your sexual role? Because we've seen you top, we've seen you bottom, we've seen you be verse on film. Is that how you are off camera? Are you like completely verse in your personal life? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you get into any kinds of fetishes? There's a lot of things that turn me on. Oh, goodness. Well, I won't say fetishes. Well, foot fetish. Okay. You like sucking I've on some toes. Had, I've always had a foot fetish. Um, but no toe jam. No toe jam. Sometimes... Unless you had some rich crackers. No. Be quiet. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say toe jam. But nice... I like sweaty feet, too. They can be perfectly clean or a little sweaty. Like with okay. a little sweaty smell to it. Um, well, yeah. So you like to make Bam Bam take a, a nice run around the block and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's lazy. He don't like to run. But I can just... <laughs> but I can just take his socks off and smell his feet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but that's about it. Okay. Finish wise. But also, also, you like a little toy action because you were talking about to getting the chance to fuck yourself with your own dildo. Yeah, I like toys. I do love toys. Um, um, and I guess if you had been anyone who was at um, that was the blackout in DC this past year, I did a toy um, expo. How was that? Was that fun? It was was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, It was an experience because there was toys I've never had in my in my ass before. (laughs) That um, they all came out. Yeah, they all came out. But there was toys that felt I've never felt before, and it was it was a great experience. Um, Something that I I had to bring back into the bedroom at home. All right, now you had a shopping list. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say toys and feet. I want to go back in time with you. And uh, this is a fun question. And it's even more fun because technically you had two cherries that were popped. So how and when did you lose your virginity? And I want to go into you and a chick and you and a dude. You said, say it again. I've had two cherries. Say it again. You've had two cherries pop because you have experiences with women and you have experiences mm-hmm. with men. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about both of your first sexual experiences. 
Okay. Well, let's start with. Okay, well, with the um, a lady, a female. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to. I don't even know how to say that anymore. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, with the female, it was um, in a Crave, car. Crave is insane. I love this. I know it was in a car. This was back home, actually, but it was in the back of it was in a car. I had an old car at that point. That point in time, oh my goodness! So, um, <laughs> in high school, I drove an '85 Buick Regal, called a banana boat. Um, and of course, the front seat is all one seat. Mm, easy access. So much, it was so easy access, so much easy access, and the seat lay back too. So just pull the seat back a little bit, and we were in a, in a baseball parking. It was a baseball field parking lot, and in the middle of it, we didn't get to finish. But in the middle of it, someone had knocked on the knocked on the window, mm. and um, that stopped everything. So it was it was my first. Did you have tinted? Say it again. Did you have tinted windows? No. Oh, no. so they saw everything. They saw everything. They saw everything. But the way it was parked, it was no it was no one out there. But the way we had parked, no one could just, you know, see what was going on unless you rode up to the car. Um, but they were about to lock the gate up. That's why he came out there. But, of course, he called us in the act. But anyway, that was a boring interaction. So, my first time having sex. Oh, my. Um, with the guy. Um... It was my second. It was actually doing band camp. I think I've told a story before. But I one was, time was at doing, band camp? Yeah, it was one of those band camp stories. My freshman year in college. And it was with one of my band brothers. And we had here. We hung out a little bit for a couple of days. Um, made some interactions. You know, as far as talking, engaging conversation. Mm-hmm. And then we had went back to his dorm room. And we just chilling and things got jumping off and it was it was a different experience for me but at the same time it was an emotional experience um at this point in time i thought i was oh god this is the one i'm in love kind of situations but i just met the guy less than a week ago so me being young oh you put it down crazy yeah i was like oh well i'm moving to that next level this is this must be something (laughs) So, um, and he had a, that was a big, it was, that was a big piece he had. Bigger than yours? Um, I would have to say about the same. Maybe a little smaller. You met your match. Yeah, it was The first time. The first time. It was very close. Um, I didn't prep for this situation. Your fortune cookie said there was a sausage in your future. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to. You had to, I know. <laughs> um, but it was it was a crazy experience. And I didn't know I never has been penetrated there before, never knew what it would feel like, never actually thought about it. Didn't know the process I needed to take before I was penetrated. Oh um, Chocolate City. No, it wasn't a bad experience. Oh, okay, though. no fudge I, factory. Yeah, it was no yeah, exactly. But it was good it was a good experience without that. Um and just for the record, I have never had any type of <laughs> fudge factor experiences that you want to call it. Okay, no Willy Wonka for you. None at all. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so yeah, that was no Augusta glo no Augustus glooping. Mm mm. Mm mm. <laughs> I don't believe in it. Oh, okay, good. There's certain things you should believe in. You should definitely not believe in that. No. Okay, that's good. I don't know how to segue away from that because that was just we ended <laughs> on a nasty note. But um, okay. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Crave More that uh, people don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Quirky. Um, I don't know either. That's why I asked. I don't know. I play the saxophone. That's quirky. Oh, is it? Is it quirky? Yeah, it's quirky. I don't think people would expect that from Crave More. Well, I guess putting your lips on a... Yeah, that's what it does make sense. Babe, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, it's blowing into a horn all day. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that would be the, that would be the only thing. Not... Okay. Yeah, that would be it. Okay. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. <sighs> Exciting. Emotional. <laughs> Charming. Real slash realistic. <laughs> um, athletic um, artistic mm, passionate mm, let's see Caring. Okay, I have two more. Let's see. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Strong. And stubborn. <laughs> Quite the mix. <laughs> Very versatile. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Okay, as we start wrapping things up, I have this list of uh, five questions that are basically designed to allow the listeners, your fans and supporters out there, to get to know some of your favorites. They're kind of like pop culture-centered questions. So here's the first one. What are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your all-time favorites or five of your current favorites. I just need five of your fave TV shows. You're asking someone who didn't watch TV for half of his life. So, <laughs> oh, God. Well, um, you still have, like, 14 years of TV watching experience, I'm, man. I'm TV person. But, of course, right now, I would have to say Empire. Okay, good choice. Yes. Um, team Cookie. Yes, Team Cookie. All the way. Um, American Horror Story. Very good choice. Yes. 
back in the day in Living Color. Okay. Nice. I approve. Yeah. Family Matters, of course. It has to be everyone's mm-hmm. favorite. Haven't you been saying four? Yes. Did I do that? Oh. Okay. The Family Matters. That was it then. Yeah. Okay. No, you had one more. It's five total. Um... Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I said it, I said family matters. Um, I have to say my childhood favorites. Um, and Full House. That's my last okay, one. Okay, look at that. <laughs> Next up, who are four of your all time favorite music artists? Ooh. Ooh. All-time favorite music artist. I would have to say I was a huge Janet Jackson fan. Still am. So I'll say Janet is one. Although she's imprisoned in Dubai right now. Oh, goodness. Don't talk about it. I need her to release another album. <laughs> she needs to be released first. <laughs> exactly. Latoya, get on it. <laughs> okay, so Janet Jackson and let's see. And of course, um Michael. Those are two. Um I Michael love McDonald? No, Michael Jackson. No, Sorry. I know. Sorry, Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, I I know who you meant. <laughs> <laughs> um I love my girl Fantasia. Um Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, I'm a big John, I love John Legend. Okay, there are your four. What are three of your most favorite films? Mm. Oh, goodness. Well, I have to say. Of course, growing up and still, if it's on, t- if you ever see it come on TV, I will watch it. Um, what's love got to do with it? All right now, yes. Namyo Horenge Kyo. Yes. Um, let's see. What else? I said three. Mm-hmm. These are always hard for me because I'm not a big. I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't have favorites that I hold on to. Um, movies. What's that to do with it? And oh, I did like um, Donna Ross in um, Lady Sings the Blues. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's some. That's um, one of the movies I can turn on and watch. I can watch that. Every day, if it was on. One more. Mm. Trying to think of one. I'm picky when it comes to my movies. um, Because I am very emotional. I love a movie. If the movie can make me laugh. If it can make me cry. And also if it can put me on edge. That's a good movie to me. So I'm very picky. I don't really have tops. Hmm. 
Oh, what was that movie I just saw? Um, I just saw um, Selma. Yes, yeah, Selma. Okay. That is at the top. That's on the top right now. That was a. It was a good movie. What are two foods you can't live without? <laughs> can't live without. Gosh. Ah. Oh. I don't want anything fattening. Um, <laughs> oh, good I'll, grief! I'm there's. N- I mean, you can ask. <laughs> you can ask. Bam! You know, I don't eat. I don't. I don't. I eat, but I don't. I'm not big on foods. My sweet potatoes slash candy yams. All right now. Those can go either way. <laughs> so can you. Healthy and fat. bumch. Mm-hmm. Um, how many foods? You said two or yeah, one? Yeah, two. Two? Okay, so I would say my sweet potatoes slash yams, candy yams. Um, what else? That's what you're going to have later on tonight. I am. Be here if I can get out of the bathroom. <laughs> TMI. um oh my goodness one more food i guess you can i guess i can go with i always need my protein so some good chicken okay and uh, what is one of your guilty pleasures hmm making crave thinking these questions you are because i don't be having guilty pleasures i do Whew. anything sweet anything sweet um i guess you can say i I do like my ice cream with everything in it so oh, right now that's something you know you can that's fun in the bowl that's fun in the bed either or okay Mm-hmm. Crave likes a sticky good time. I do. I really do. Okay, now. <laughs> so as we start wrapping things up, what's next for Crave More? What can the listeners and the fans expect from you in the coming weeks? In you know later on uh, this winter, this spring, what can they expect from Crave More? Oh, I know within a couple of weeks, it should be soon, I have another scene coming out with... Um, um, Treasure Island, Treasure Island okay. Media's, um, and also coming up should be something new with Dog Pound getting ready to drop. Um, I will be out coming out the first part of spring in May at in Palm Springs for Batuna Oasis. I'll be out there. Um, I know that's on my calendar, but that's it right now. Pretty much those three things. Yeah. Okay. Should the fans and the listeners expect some work from you and your boo together? In the near future. Okay. 
you should have a date pretty soon and when you can see stuff for that um sounds good maybe you'll maybe you guys can come on one of our programs together and announce it together we would we would love to do that we would love to do you'd be the first to know okay sounds exciting listeners you've heard it here first uh whether it's uh here on one-on-one or maybe on reality we'll have uh bam bam and crave more making a very special announcement in the near future yeah sounds i'm excited (laughs) i'm excited as well so for those out there that have been living under a rock where can they find you on the web you know where can they where can your fans reach you social media all of the goodies oh well social media you can find me on um instagram at crave more or my twitter at Cravemore underscore triple X. And also Facebook. You can find me under Cravemore as well. Um, but the easiest way to find me and talk to me is through Twitter or my Instagram. Um, if you want to send a little email out, you can send an email to CraveMeNow at gmail.com. Fantastic. Well, Crave, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? Um, Keep watching. Keep sending me your love. Um, I love all the positive feedback from my fans. Um, it keeps me keeps me motivated. Um, and I love you all. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, Crave, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. You were outstanding. Thank you for the invite. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Uh, and certainly, as I said, you know, the door's open for more interviews. Whenever you want to come back and chat and uh, announce stuff, you know, you're more than welcome to take advantage of any of our programming here on the station to, you know, let the fans and supporters and our listeners know what's going on in the world of Crave More. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One-on-One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppychuloradio.com. Chulo Radio, and like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppy chulo radio. With that, Crave More and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. <laughs>